Welcome to Puns and Potions. It's your favorite actual play D&D podcast powered by Patreon and people like, guess what? Still you. You guys <laughs> oh, are in wow. initiative again. We actually already rolled for it, so we'll start at the top with Beatrice. You're at the top of the stairs leading from the coffin room. Uh, uh, the ape of Allen is 10 feet in front of you, and then 20 feet past him you can see a ghost-like sort of incorporeal creature coming out of one of the now opened crypts by gravity sinkhole and then bear is fifth as a uh, five feet adjacent to it what would you like to do i would like to assess how hunched the figure is <laughs> uh it's actually quite lanky and like uh, it's, uh very it's very zero like zero on, <laughs> zero on the hunch zero on the hunch it's it's really ethereally uh, is it okay. beautiful i mean it's hauntingly aesthetically pleasing i guess i mean okay. i'm thinking like the dancer from um uh El- not elden ring of uh, dark souls yeah. 3 yeah yeah not, not dissimilar but no uh it's not making <laughs> connection with the ground it's like floating so okay okay does it well, look happy <laughs> no, 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 no. i was losing patience <laughs> i'm just about to die <laughs> Okay, so firstly, I will shout to the group, because I was the only one that saw this. Strahd's ran away! This he was me. right here! I say where, yeah. but I go... Okay. I don't understand that. Um, <laughs> so I... Um, uh, my Eldritch Cannon is up, right there. Um, I'm going to command it bonus action to fire at the one that's nearest bear. Okay. 27 to hit. Ooh. Yeah, definitely. 12 points of force damage. Okay, good to know. We'll see if it's even like susceptible. Uh, it has to make a save to get pushed, right? Um, or is that not um, part of the force? Um, 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 yes. Deck save. Um, 18? Actually, no. It's just pushed. On a hit, the oh, target yeah. takes damage. If the target is a creature... Yes. Pushed. So it's just pushed okay. five it is feet a creature. away from the cannon. Okay, cool. So now it is in line with bear. Okay, and then action going to just firebolt it. Okay. 19 to hit. Yes, it does. 20 points of fire damage. Uh, you do notice that as it hits the incorporeal yeah. form of it, the fire does sort of get consumed into some of the blue light. Looks like it's not doing as much damage. Okay. Like it may be resistant to fire, but it does sure. do some. Yeah, great to know. At, at which point, one of the further back coffins, like in the second row, uh, which has also exposed an incorporeal creature. This one's a little bit different. It has boots on the ground. It is holding an incorporeal uh, longsword, and it will stomp into the middle hallway, see a Valen, and then stomp towards him. And then it will attempt to make uh, one sword attack. Uh, what's the AC of a ape? It's 12. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does not hit the first time. <gasps> and then the aura of the sword will attempt to latch into you as well, which is another... What does that mean? Oh my god, a natural 20. Uh, don't worry, it's not crazy. That is 12, uh, 14 necrotic damage. And then you just make a con save. Owie, you said 14? Yes. Uh, oh, my con is my strongest feature, but that's still a 10. 
uh, your the hit point maximum of the ape is reduced by fourteen. Oh, probably not something you're going to be concerned about. But yeah, um, I'll make note of that though. Uh, and then it is your turn. As incorporeal figures, yes. Does bludgeoning damage affect it at all? Uh, it would probably have resistance. Uh, it's not a huge threat, so immunity to those kinds of things is is a little bit rarer. Okay, so it'll still do something. Yeah. All right. Um, and there's this is a kind of creature that you've experienced before, so I would assume, yeah, that's something you would. There's know. three of them currently. There's two. There's one in front of you, and there's one next to the bear. They are different. Okay. From each other. The one that uh tried to stab me with a little needle. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, uh, gonna hit with one fist attack and see what that does first. Okay. Nineteen to hit. Yes, it does. Two, three, five. No, two, three, nine. That's 14. 14 plus six is 20 points of bludgeoning damage. Oof, okay. Yep. Uh, it's still alive. Okay. But considerably damaged. Yeah, second fist. Let's go. That is a 20 to hit. Dirty. Yes. <laughs> 10, six, and nine <laughs> plus six. <laughs> so that's a 19 plus 12, which is 31 points of damage. Nice. uh yeah you uh with uh an ape fist hitting it uh its incorporeal form starts to like kind of break away and it's this skeletal soldier so it's almost as if its bone pieces are breaking apart and then they're attempting to recoalesce and just as all the bone pieces recollect you hit it with a second fist and they just <laughs> splatter into ectoplasm brilliant uh at which point uh it is selena uh, you are in the crypt. You do not exactly know what's going on yet. I am running out there. Okay. Your full movement, uh, 5, 10, 15, 20 will get you next to B. If you want to go further, you can, although you will be able to see the other creature that is still up next to Bear, which is 5, 10, 15, 20, 35, 40 feet away from you. Uh, What's my full movement? 30? 30. I will do 30. Were we uh, okay. out of her Twilight Sanctuary at the start? Uh... Moment? Avalon and Beatrice were not. So, Avalon, you can take uh, temp HP since your turn just ended. And I can as well from my... Oh, you're at the top of the initiative, so yeah. 1d6 plus 10. Okay. But I'm moving the full 30 so that I can get, like, right in there because I have mm -hmm. Spirit Guardians up as well. Yes. Uh, uh... Spirit Guardians, I mean, you can dash and it will be within Spirit Guardians, but Spirit Guardians is only 15 feet. So y it wouldn't be in there yet. Okay, but well, you would get bear up. into Twilight Sanctuary. Okay. I am going to use Sunstrand. Can I use it? Yes, no. but it's it's only not ten close feet. Enough. Yeah, it's not close enough. Okay, um then I'm gonna use normal old sacred flame. Uh, that, that is a three D eight. Good old classic. What's the save on it? Uh it's like Dex I think Dex, yeah, dexterity. And my Dex is sixteen or something. Uh, yeah, your spell save is 16. Uh, it fails. So, full damage on whatever that is. 3d8. Uh, while you're rolling that up, I will also point out something that I missed in the fight that you guys just had, is that when you cast Cure Wounds at a higher level on Bear, uh, you notice that the magic that is pulling in your hand and going towards him is almost this connective lifeline of pain from your wound down your arm into him. And you notice it is curing him like normal, but it is causing you a level of distress. Just distress? 
<laughs> yeah, you're not taking you're not taking physical pain. You're not taking physical damage, but it is it is concerning. Yes, it is concerning. Did that happen with Spirit Guardians too? It would have also happened with Spirit Guardians. Although I believe Spirit Guardians is the second level, so it would have been a little more, a little less. 20, 21. 21 points of damage. Mm-hmm. It is still up, and that will bring us to a bear who is right next to it. Oh, wow. I thought I would definitely have the lowest initiative. I am going to swing on him three times. Go for it. Oh, yeah, you're still hasted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, and this is with, what is it, Sunforger? Uh, 18. Yes. Dirty 20 to hit. And 26. Damage? Or no, these are all the nope, hits? those are all the hits. I'm just going to do them oh, all because okay. there's nothing else that I would do anyways. Sure. <laughs> Guarantee you're probably only going to need the first one, but okay. <laughs> good to know. Uh, this would be 19 damage. Yeah, yeah, you got it the first time. Okay. Uh, so yeah, just you, you turn around and it's come up on, it, it's it's come out of the crypt, been immediately pushed. It's looking back over you to try, try and scream. And as it's opening its mouth to do so, it's just... Wham! Hammer across and ectoplasm like splatter on the wall. Um, at this point, you guys are in fact out of combat. Um, I would say ending Bear's turn, you could take Twilight Sanctuary. So everyone would have at least the most recent use of Twilight Sanctuary um, before it would go down uh, in however long that is. Well, I the, don't the, remember. Doesn't the temp not stick around for very long? The temp stays around until it's used or you long rest. Oh, then yeah, I will take it. Yeah. Question. If I turn from a monkey back into a person, would I re-roll my Twilight Sanctuary? Uh, I would say you would just hold on to the... Cool. What's there? I collapse on the ground. Yep. Haste ends. And just to clarify, where Strahd went, a monkey cannot fit through. Uh, Correct. The stairwell at its narrowest point is five feet. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll revert. After a minute, uh, Spirit Guardians is, is down. Uh, and then, uh, just for point of order, uh, Spirit Guardians. Did I say Spirit Guardians twice? I'm going to say Spirit Guardians is still technically up. It's 10 minutes, but... It's not doing much. Yeah, it's not doing anything, and you have to be actively concentrating on it, which I assume you're probably not going to do. Probably not. Uh, you were all in this center aisle, basically, connecting uh, the two halves of the crypt room with all of the exposed... Uh, you know, crypts. And I will also note the ones that have opened mm-hmm. uh, have, let's see, uh, it is the one with all of the little jar things, uh, one that is completely empty, uh, a skeleton uh, draped in rags. So basically what, what happens here is that these are square boxes standing upright. Now the slab has been revealed, you can see that in the box, towards the back wall, but not connected to the back wall, is a stand-up sarcophagus-type uh, thing. It is exposed, so you can see the body that has been buried in the sarcophagus, like, inside the crypt. And then typically, in each of them, there is some other things buried with the person that are in the little five-foot alcove. Okay, So in uh, one of them in the center aisle, you see a skeleton draped in rags. And then its hands are crossed over its chest. It's like kind of embalmed. And then it is holding a small object. The other one is a skeleton in a very fancy dress. Another one has lots of uh, sort of like um, the one that the Banshee came out of has these like veils and things like tied up around. And then at the foot of the 
where the skeleton would have been if it didn't turn into a banshee is a little chest. And then the next one, a regular old skeleton, and it looks like he's wearing some jewelry. And then the last one, I'll have Selena and Avalon both make a perception check since you are within line of sight of it. At one. Okay. D- uh, no, uh, three. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you basically see it out of the corner of your eye, and the shape that is in there seems vaguely familiar, but by the time you look over to it, the skin is melting off of it until it is just a revealed mm. skeleton. So you don't see the visage of the person before. Lovely. And then there is one more uh, that is, uh, it's a skeleton. It's kind of wrapped up. And you notice that inside there is all like dusty and disgusting and whatever. But it doesn't seem like dust is settling on the skull of the skeleton. That's it. That is all eight that have been opened. Well then. Oh gosh, Bear, you look horrible. I'm like snoring. I'm just like they're bleeding on the ground. <laughs> Bear, oh god. I rush up. Do mm, if we short rest, Bear. How 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 much do you think you can heal? Do you need to cure wounds? I have plenty of spell slots. I can give you one. I mean, I'll let you know after. I guess. Yeah, we should see how high the. No, actually, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I can do it before or after. I yeah, and I am also pretty darn low too. Uh... Selena, how are you feeling? Um, my decision on how I'm gonna do this is I'm gonna keep using spells until I can. Okay. It hurts, but I don't really care if it hurts. Can I go up to her and see if like there's any like physical evidence of like mm-hmm. the bite, like any anything yeah, make unusual? A, make a medicine check. Oh, dirty twenty. <laughs> So in comparison to what it was in the tower before magic was like used and you guys had spent some time, uh, what it looked like before was like you saw the um, new set of bite marks that were, you know, bloodied and then like a kind of radiating redness that was hitting most of the skin. But that was kind of being held back by these striations of almost like lightning bolt-esque, like purple and blue. Yeah, like vein marks almost around it. And now that your time has passed, you're viewing it again, you can notice that the red has pushed back on some of that and is taking over more of the neck and, like, down um, the collarbone. And in response, those, like, purple striations of energy have also spread further as if to try and contain it. Mm. But it definitely looks worse. So it definitely looks worse. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to try something. Yes. But it might waste a big slot. I would not do any spells right now. I'm going to be honest. Or you can, Eric might let you roll to see if you would know if it would work or not before you yeah. try. Yes, could I do that? Uh, Yeah, G- give me your question first and then I'll make the determination of what you need to roll. Do I know if greater restoration would work on this? Uh, I will say this is probably beyond what you're capable of, yeah considering you guys have ample use of greater restoration when you're in the temple i would say you understand its limitations um i'm gonna go over to bear and look at bear's neck where he got bit okay uh medicine check another really good 19 uh it looks like a nasty wound uh but it doesn't look like there's I guess in a sense where selena's is like there looks like there's been a trade-off of energy like like almost like a venomous bite that the poison is setting in that doesn't seem to be present with bear 
great. But I definitely have a bite mark in my neck. Yeah, it's still nasty. Yeah, it's and I'm still gonna like instinctively nasty. like a little look souvenir, at, like feel my neck, mm-hmm. like assume that it like looks similar. Yeah, I'm gonna use her at prayer of healing at a third level. Prayer of healing. Three d eight plus three. Yep, to six creatures of your choice. So everybody. Nice. I rolled really well. Good. Uh, twenty six to each oh, of wow. I'm I'm still at full HP, so I'm Gucci. <laughs> I'm also still at full HP. But... You guys are tanking this next. Yeah. Week. <laughs> uh, this one's interesting because as you uh spend the ten minutes, like kind of. And I'll say if you guys are taking a short rest, this could be kind of baked in this. Okay. Um, you take the 10 minutes to cast it, and then as the aura radiates, you get like a pull, like you get that sense of pain that kind of radiates across your chest. And then as it hits each of your party members and healing is done to them, that feeling like tightens. Uh, roll any hit die uh, that you would like, and we're going to do something a little different. Because you have destroyed the heart and the coffin, you do level up to 11. <gasps> however, however, what? this is not the benefits of a full rest. So your HP increases the amount that it would increase, but you do not go up to max. Does that make sense? So if you roll your die and you would have gotten 6 HP increase, you gain 6 HP. That's all you gain. You don't, like a full rest, you don't go to max and then get 6. That but, makes sense? but the six applies to current and max. It just doesn't. Correct. Yeah. Okay. We get abilities okay. and shit too and stuff. <sighs> Correct. You get everything that you would get at level eleven. Are we? Did we do the rule that like if you roll, I rolled Half. a. Okay. I I rolled a one on that. So thank you. Um. I also believe for the spellcasters, you have the tough choice of taking a six level. Oh. Wow, that could be so clutch, you guys. Shit. Oh, baby. You have one slot for it. Does, oh, if we're short resting for an hour, does my ring, is it dawn yet? It is not yet dawn. <sighs> that's okay. This 11 gives me another third level slot, so actually that's great. Bro. Eric, I DM'd you. Okay. Dang, yeah. this, oh, I can't use my level 11 ability, though, because I have to have a long rest to do it. I almost was going to say when you guys were like, should we long rest now? I was going to be like, maybe you don't. (laughs) Maybe you don't. But you still get the spell and you still get the bonus from the HP and stuff, which is still good. Yeah. Yeah. Money. Oh, also, I want to look at the 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 chest, grab the dude's jewelry. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm going to check for yeah. traps on that chest. Okay, roll an investigation. 18. The chest does not seem trapped. Okay. Is it locked? Uh, it's not locked. You open it. There's a shit ton of coin in it. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand gold yeah, exactly coins. exactly a thousand. <laughs> More than that. Oh! Um, so, Valen, let's uh, maybe save this for later. I'm like taking the bag and like just fully scooping the gold with the bag. Uh, would you like to? Uh, you're not counting it right now, so I'm not going to tell you how much it is. But okay. I have it marked that you have. Okay. It. Okay. Has everyone decided on what they're taking? This is the the healing spell of all healing spells. This would give you like seventy hit points back. I'm debating between eye bite 
and Otto's irresistible dance. <laughs> because part of me really wants to see Straw do a little jig. Let me do... Okay. Can I roll a check to potentially understand how his teleportation works? You can. I will say you haven't really seen him in action too much up close. Like You really only fought him twice for the full span of maybe a minute and a half at most. I'll say if you want to make a Arcana check, yeah, I you just see it will be high, but you might be able to discern something. Uh, that's a 24. I want to know if that you potentially utilizes the ethereal plane at all. Uh, this does not seem like he's leaving the plane of existence. Okay. Never it seems like it is an cool. innate bodily function. All right. Does it seem like he steps and turns into mist? Uh, no. <laughs> um, so um, the, the coffins in front of us, like the crypts, mm-hmm. some of them have corpses in them, right? Uh, some of them do. Okay. Um, I want to choose the best looking corpse. Gross. God, here we go. <laughs> uh, that would probably be the one that was uh, had the jewelry on. Okay. Are you doing anything with it? Yeah, or? I'm going up to it. Okay. I'm casting it at a fourth level. Okay. Oh, I guess I can. I guess I. I guess I can pick three of them. Then. Okay. Because I'm you wouldn't mind sharing with level. the class what the spell is. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna be doing animate dead. Oh, animate oh. worse. <laughs> and okay. uh, uh, this spell creates an undead servant. Choose a pile of bones or a corpse of a medium or small humanoid within range. Your spell imbues the target with foul mimicry of life, raising it as an undead creature. The target becomes a skeleton if you choose bones, or a zombie if you choose a corpse. Are these cope corpse or, or or bones? I'm gonna say because they've been rotting for a while that these would constitute skeletons. I'm going Crap. to send you the uh, stat block yes. for the skeleton so you can reference it. Cool. Yeah. Um, on each of your turns, you could use a bonus action to mentally command. Any creature you made with this spell if the creature is within 60 feet of you. Um, can they there talk to me? Your... No. <laughs> no. Uh, so that will be what you can do on your bonus action. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to name each of them. Wait, are there, are there names on their, on their coffins? Uh, these are unmarked. No. Unmarked. Okay. I'm going to go with Mark, Anthony, and Tony. <laughs> um, I will make sure. That I don't I... know what gender they were. But they're Mark, Anthony, and, jo- and Tony now. Just look how many ribs they have. Is that true? I don't know. Uh, maybe pelvis size, too. I think that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there are ways to tell the skeleton, but... None of us would say you're that. probably not aware of <laughs> Yeah. Be might. Be smart. Well, they're, they're ours for, for the time being, and uh, there you go. Okay, so now you have a small undead army. Wow. Oh. Yay! <laughs> The ribs thing is incorrect, <laughs> just for anyone who cares. <laughs> oh, okay. I did care. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yeah. I, I wake so. up suddenly and I'm like, oh, 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 God. I had a dream I got bitten. And I touched my neck and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's zombies right there. Bear, this is Mark, Anthony, and Tony. Can they wave? <laughs> uh, you can com- <laughs> you could command them to greet Bear, yes. <laughs> I'm going to go say hi. And they're just, 
and you just hear like scraping <laughs> of the dead bone like joints. Gross. I wave back at them. Hello. <laughs> I pinch myself just to see if I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. um, we're gonna need to find Strat upstairs. Um. So my plan was is I could use locate creature. Um. But it's kind of up to you guys if you want to do that or not. What level spell slot is it? It would be a fourth level. It would be my last fourth level. Oh. But I do have mostly a lot of other spells. Is that the only spell that's at its base a fourth level sp- spell? Yes. Correct. Well, he, other he than went up those stairs or whatever things. that B pointed out, right? Yeah, let's see if we can track yeah. him first. Let's and see then if, if we, we can need get... To. Yeah, let's go up there and see okay. if we spot yeah, him. Yeah, because we need to get out of this. Which one did he go up? This one right here? Yep, that one there. Yep, we're going. All right, let's go. side of the coffin room. The stairway kind of widens into the basin, connecting to the, you know, hall area that you guys are, and curves up into a spiral staircase uh, of a much wider arc than the previous, like, tight spirals that you guys have explored through the house before. And it goes for a considerable time uh, until you are coming up on where it would exit to its first landing. Uh, it does continue upward. The landing that you would see it exiting out onto as you are like making eyeline would be into a little arched room that connects a larger room to the east to the landing of the staircase to the west. Uh, left of the landing is obviously the stairs, which cut down into the darkness. Uh, there's some thick drabs of cobwebs. And then you notice in the alcoves connected to the big room, there are two eight-foot-tall sculptures of helmed knights with blades. Uh, you have not yet gone to the landing. Uh, you were just coming up on it and can kind of see at an angle where it would exit out onto. Is the armor, like, on the sculptures, or is it part of the sculpture? It seems like it's one piece. Okay, never mind. Is there dust everywhere on the ground? Uh, yeah, there isn't dust. really much dust as much as there is like the cobwebs up in the rafters of the staircase because it is quite higher ceilings. Strahd to me seems like a tiptoer. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you know people that walk around like on their on their tippy toes. Ballerinas. I, I do, but I don't think not Strahd's like a that. Tip-toe-er. <laughs> <laughs> Strahd seems to be like a light, like a someone who steps very light. Well, Bear didn't see this, but he turned into like smoke and flew off. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so I'd be correct. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I will say you are approaching a point where you're going up the steps. You are noticing that the organ music is getting uh, clearer again, as if you are exiting the underground, like cacophonous. Is he in the organ the room? Yeah. Do we get a course find the he organ? Is. Well, we need space for the ritual, anyways. Yeah. So I would just head towards the music, and then if we that can't find good. him. Yeah. Uh, make a perception check. Or a history check. I'll even give you that. I'll do history. They're both the same. 16 perception. 5. 19 history. 19. History or perception? Nah, perception. Okay. Uh, between Selena and Avalon, you guys would notice that you, because you're broaching above ground and you're hearing the organ come into clarity, it does seem like you're getting a little bit more of a direct sound, so you're probably on or near the correct floor of the organ room. That being said, B would recognize structurally how far you guys have moved and that the organ was on the ground floor that you are probably, you haven't, you would have to at least pass the clarity point uh, where the organ was and you haven't done that yet. Um, 
to hear it at a different level. So you're probably approaching, if you were to come out this landing, on the ground floor. Uh, you're also at the east side of the castle, uh, which is where the landing goes to. But if you continued up the stairs, you're probably going past, if you were looking for the organ, uh, where the organ is. So not According stairs. to these vaulted Corinthian columns. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? To me, this resembles the interior architectural design of... What, what year is it? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. This is also one of those situations where it's like kind of locked in time, you know, it's like preserved. Right. <laughs> History really didn't touch it, you know? Yeah. So it's hard to gauge. Yeah, but like, was the castle built all at once? Exactly. Or was it built exactly. in stages? Exactly. It was, it was built in stages. It was built in stages. Doodle I'm like, I got you. <laughs> I got that art history background. It's beyond me, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, I will say that. Uh, we are on the ground floor. Why did you just say that the first time? We, we could have we could have saved thirty seconds. <laughs> we're, st we're still no, wasting like more time. Seconds. Let's go. <laughs> I start running away. <laughs> I, I I'm just gonna like spiritually high five Holly oh, and move on. <laughs> I'm not I'm not running past those statues, am I? Okay. No, no. I'm asking, would they be in the path of? Two so yeah, the stairs go up to the point where it lands, and then. It's basically a tiny little connected alcove from the stair landing that connects into a larger room. Sure. The problem with that is that you can't look into a larger room because there's a doorway that connects the alcove in there. So you wouldn't be walking past the statues, but you'd be walking past the alcove that the statues are in. I mean, okay. Okay, let's, let's just stroll yeah. past the statues. Like, like, not mess with them. Okay. So you're opening the door into the ground floor or you're going up the stairs? Into the ground floor, right? Like, yeah, I, I, think... I open the door in the classic bear way. Oh, gosh. Okay. Slam it open. No, I kick it open. <laughs> you kick open the door. And as you do, they slam against the interior wall, and you notice that you were looking inside of a quite wide room uh, that is somewhat familiar, although in large parts disarray. Uh, there's dim colored light filtering through tall, broken, boarded up windows of stained glass that create this gigantic tapestry of color that is flashed every once in a while by uh, lightning. And that is cascading across the room, sending bats fluttering up into the top of the 90 foot domed ceiling of this room to where there is a balcony running the length of the west wall, which is 50 feet above. And across the floor in broken and disarray uh, patterns benches which are coated with centuries of dust they're jumbled some of them broken uh, beyond the debris is an altar which you are familiar with it is stained it is uh, broken of a, on a stone platform the sides of the altar are carved with base reliefs of angelic figures entwined with grapevines you've been here before but in a vision centuries and centuries old you would also know that uh, on the side of the altar, along one of the walls, there is an exterior uh, archway door that leads out into the courtyard. You're very familiar with what happens in the courtyard, but you can't quite look past the fact that there is a figure <laughs> at the altar waiting. So who's playing the damn organ? <laughs> we got it! <laughs> is the organ in here? The organ is not in here. The organ is in the uh, western part. So if when you, you guys first concentration, came in, does the organ stop? 
No, it's no. probably one of I'm those. I'm sorry, I'm like really fixed on the organ. Probably one of those cylinders <laughs> with the knobs on it, and it's playing the organ as it turns. Like know? automatically, oh, yeah. 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 It's like it's it's you know it's the whole Disneyland. Anyways, back to the scary reveal of the BBEG <laughs> standing in front of us. It does resonate in the stone. It resonates in the tile, which has that intricate pattern that you saw was once the home to a procession of a lovely, maybe not so lovely, uprising turned destruction of a family and land and as if he knew because of course he did he is standing awaiting your arrival and just slowly turns without making complete eye contact as you are all sort of funneled in this little alcove going into the chapel you come to my kingdom because I willed it You continue to live and cause suffering to my subjects because I forgave it. And then he fully turns, and he doesn't even have his blade drawn. His ceremonial armor is just already sort of in scattered scratches, and you can see that the redness in his eyes that is spread to cover paints across his pallid white skin, and as he is speaking with an aggression, you see the fangs lengthened and the shock of lightning behind him painting a silhouette before revealing him again you spend your final moments with my betrothed and bring destruction to the monument of my conquests because i allow it and you will die when i command it because this is my game and you're not even its players you are its pieces And I need everybody to roll initiative. Twenty-two. Fourteen. Also fourteen. Dirty twenty. Vaughn, you're at the top of the initiative. See how far we get. Well, I assume we're all bundled up together as we approach. Yeah, you're basically entering through this mm-hmm. 10-foot-wide doorway into the chapel. As I approach, there's, like, a bit of hesitance, as always, with Havalin, because he's, you know, like, he struggles with finding the right amount of confidence when it comes to doing what he thinks he can do. But in this situation, he is confident that this is going to end one way. And it's with Strahd gone for good. He strolls up and says, Well, if you allowed it, that must have been mistake after mistake after mistake on your part. It seems you're not as perfect and unstoppable as everybody may claim. The fact that you are so blind that you do not see what turmoil you cause the people of Barovia, it assures more than ever that the only way to finish this is by finishing you. You've hurt my friends, you've hurt my family, you've hurt so many countless people that I haven't even met. This is for Sergei, Titania, 
and everybody else in the past that you have wronged. What I know for a fact is that this has to end. Die, you foul beast. I told you we'd get to the details later. Well, that time is now. This mix of dice and bad jokes is an actual play D&D podcast run by five Twitch streamers gone rogue, prepared to bring you lovable characters, meaningful narrative, and more laughs than you signed up for, but it can't exist on its own. Puns and Potions is made possible by the loving support of our supporters over on Patreon. From perks such as getting ad-free episodes, early access, exclusive merch, and personal shoutouts, you too can reap the benefits of a loving patronage to this very podcast over at patreon.com slash potions. That's puns, A-N-D, potions. For just one singular dollar a month, you can keep this fantasy alive. Now, to our other sponsors. For us at Puns and Potions, community is a big part of what we wish to represent, and one friend and community member I want to throw at you today is Astral Dice. Full disclosure, I personally had a hand in the creation of Astral Dice, and it will continue to be a long-standing partnership. But just like the PMP crew, my Astral sets are the only thing I use to roll, and that's the truth. They're a handful of guys homebrewing dice sets out of their homes, because like us, they're super passionate about role-playing games, and can't accept just some mass-produced dice they bought from a hobby shop. They craft new sets when life allows it and post them online for you to snatch up, or just admire the designs. So it'd be cool if you went and checked out their website, astraldice.com, or followed them on Instagram, at theastraldice. Thanks for the time, now back to the puns. Can I can I touch everybody in this moment, like in a quick little do do do? Uh, yeah, I would I would say so. I cast fly at sixth level on all of you. <laughs> okay. So all of you can fly. You have sixty feet of flying movement. Oh. Noted. Um, do I get wings or do I just float? Yeah. Can I can I like add some flair and say each of you get like different types of wings when this happens or no? <laughs> Sure, sure. Describe them to me. This of your determination. Sure. Um, bears for sure are like. Hmm. I have to think about this. Let's start with Selena. Selena for sure. Raven wings, like dark purpley aura raven wings that mm. just spread out, and like feathers slowly start to droop, like like fall off of it as like the wings fly open. Mm-hmm. Beatrice's wings are more mechanical in nature, kind of like a like a Leonardo da Vinci type contraption sort of thing, but Ooh, it's yeah. but it's in like that like magical aura as well. Bears is pure steel wings. Like just like it's it, the hinge, like archangel. Yeah, archangel. Like the 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 joints are made of metal and it's just it's almost as if like they're blades. So like even though it's not like physical, like if this were a physical thing, it could definitely cut into people. And I think mines are mine are just golden dove wings. Just, um, 
Yeah. So all of us sprout these wings and that bonus action unsettling words onto Strahd one more time. Okay. That's a 10. Get fucked. Okay. I will note that for his next save. And I'm once again going to move like five feet forward because we're striding. I'll go a little further ahead and that's going to be my turn. Okay. B. Wow. Um, I'm gonna, um, immediately cast, do the same thing on my dear friend Bear, grab a shoulder, cast haste. Oh, oh, oh god, 120 movement, let's go. <laughs> yep, and then I'm going to shoot 60 feet straight up in the air. <laughs> god, it's gonna be so hard to manage, okay. <laughs> This is dope, Willie. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I'm going to shoot straight up into the air. I think, yeah, in spite of everything, B just has, like, a little grin on her face, like, feeling Valen's words, and, like, suddenly, like, we're all flying, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that is going to be my turn. At the 20 initiative following your turn, I want... Let's just go in order... Uh, Adam, I'll have you roll a D4. Who? Adam, the player. Uh, yeah, I guess Bear's not rolling. <laughs> no. Two. Oh, yes. Okay, I need everybody to make a strength saving throw, except for Beatrice. Hmm. Uh, 29. Jesus, okay. <laughs> uh, 19. Nice. Okay. 16. Uh, as you guys are, have flying, but are still touching the ground or, you know, close to the ground at this point, uh, you hear the organ strike a certain chord, and then from the ground rising up in the form of stone gauntlets, grab onto the ankles of Selena, Bear, and Avalon. Or no, sorry, not Bear, not Bear. Just Selena and Avalon. Uh, you are now restrained for the round, which means you cannot move, your, or your speed is zero, attack rolls against you have advantage, your attack rolls have disadvantage, and you have disadvantage on dexterity saves. Uh, it is then Bear's turn. You are not restrained. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to, like B, fly. Well, first of all, the, the stone hands, I imagine they were like going for me, and I instead like got a foot on top of them, and they like launched me into the air. And I do like a corkscrew up over around B and then come along the ceiling around the back and come straight into Strahd like a speeding fucking bullet. I love it. I'm just going to slam into him full force. Three attacks. Great weapon master. I am going for it. Uh, And reckless too. And raging also. Uh Uh-huh. Have anything else you want to add? And I murder him automatically. Oh, I don't see that in the rules. <laughs> oh, I'll show you. I have it written down right here. Uh, the first one is 16. So no, uh, it I does not hit. Okay. Uh, the other one's even lower. Uh, third one. Crit, please. Okay, that works. Uh, 23 to hit. Yep. Uh, 25 damage. Uh, okay, so that is... Uh, as you come down and you swipe once and he just kind of sidesteps and then you swipe again and he sidesteps and then you just dig the axe like into part of his armor and he just buckles the knee a little bit and his reddened eyes glare into you and he just says, 
Oh, what it means to feel again. I almost missed it. Okay. Is that your turn? Yeah, I say that to you. I go, oh, all right. <laughs> uh, following your turn, he will uh, claw strike you. He has advantage. Yes, he does. Uh, but your AC is raised by two, correct? Correct. Uh, he will hit. How much? Uh, that's a 31 again. I have 10 HP too, which I think will eat most of this. And this is halved because you are raging, so I will do that for you. Uh, that is uh, five slashing. And then another uh, eight necrotic. I don't even react to it. it. Looks as though it didn't even hurt me. Uh, Selena, it is your turn. You are restrained, so you can't move, but you can take your action and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, what about my what about my friends? On your bonus action, you can command them uh, by the rules of the stat like I gave you. So they have like, what, 30 or maybe 25 feet movement, and you can then command them to attack, I think. Okay. But that's pretty much it. They take one attack. How far is Strahd from Tony and Mark and Anthony? <laughs> uh, 45-ish feet. Okay. Um, do they have like bows and arrows? What do they, what do they got? Uh, I mean, <laughs> technically, they, they came out of their graves with nothing. Mm, um, well, but I will say, in their stat blocks, they have a short sword and a short bow. You don't stretch it. You know, <laughs> it says it. <laughs> I should make them do unarmed strikes, yeah. but uh, I will okay. give you short swords. Okay. Well, it's only a five foot reach, so I guess they're gonna try to flank. Strahd. Okay, so they're just gonna move as via my mental. Yeah, just like around, not like at, just kind of around. Okay, so spread out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not gonna like make them go straight at Strahd to just die right away. Sure. So you could. I want to make it count. Okay. Uh, that was your bonus action. That was my bonus action, and then for my action, I'm gonna do once again, um uh twilight sanctuary and then i'm just gonna look at my feet being bound and be like yep whatever uh right now the only other person in it is avalon well then avalon can get it on his turn and i'm gonna take my temp hp yep it's not the first time that's been said about avalon (laughs) ayo and now it's by the way it's 1d6 plus 11 now yes it is it is now strahd's turn he is going to he rolled low he rolled a natural one. Yeah, I was, I was like, I rolled like a four. Get wrecked. Really? Oh my <laughs> Love god. Love to see it. Uh, so just out of principle, I had to put him at the bottom, even with his decks. Uh, having said that, his eyes flash, and then I need Doodle to roll a d4. Interesting reaction. One. One. I need Holly to roll two d6, and I need Willie to roll a d4. What the hell is this? I also rolled a one. Eleven. Eleven, damn. Uh, You're probably going to go, nothing happens. And I'm going to go, what was that? I'm sure something something happens. Yeah, Yeah, that's probably really bad that I rolled high. I'm sorry. Um, Nothing seems to happen yet on this. (laughs) That's worse. Mm -hmm. Bad. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You did call a doodle. (laughs) Right. Real bad. Everyone just like uh, and then uh, he is going to attack me. Yes, uh, you twice uh, with claw. Well, let's try claw first and see where we go. The claw. The claw. <laughs> uh, twenty-two. 
Shield. What is the range of shield? Um. Oh, that's a good call. Well, what is the? What did we decide the range was on the? Because it's the ring. Well, doesn't it add five though? Yeah, which is seventeen. Well, that would it would meet. Yeah, it would still hit him. Oh. Because okay. it would make his. Oh, meets yeah. meets. All right, all right. So yeah, semantics right. will. Scrap. I appreciate the effort though. Uh, that's five slashing. Uh, seven necrotic, and then it is a Volan's turn. I'm gonna try to get these gauntlets off of me. I think for my turn. Okay. Is that athletics? Uh, yeah, you'd be making like a. Actually, you would. Yeah, make an athletics check. Mm, that's just a ten. Does not break. Mm. Is it his action to attempt to break like a grapple? Yes. Yeah. Shit. Go on, give us a song. And a bonus. Alright, I'll Bardic Inspire um Selena in this case to help her get out of what she's grappled in. Okay. Strahd's the nemesis to beat. These grapples are holding onto our feet. Please get out quick. Ever so swift. We have to make this end complete. Hey, live okay, okay. Let's okay. go. Yeah, all right. That, that, that took all of my brain power. Take a D10. Enjoy it. That was great. <laughs> Yay. Nice. Uh, it is Beatrice's turn. Okay. Um, I'm just going to Scorching Ray Strahd. Okay. Just at the second level, so... I trust three. that the range is... Yeah, it's 120 feet on Scorching Ray. Yeah, yeah so. you're good. You're good. Um, oh, gosh. First one is a 12 to hit. So that misses. 13. Okay, there we go. 29. Yes. Ugh. No, gosh, nine points of fire damage is all. Okay. Um, And then, yeah, I think I am going to stay away up in the air for now. Okay. That's Good it. to know. Uh, at the end of your turn, I need Doodle to roll a d4. <laughs> Good god. This is fun. Two. Uh, I need you to re-roll your d4. Three. As the organ pounds again to three uh, concurrent, uh, or you know, leading cacophonous dissonant chords, I need everybody to make a wisdom save. No, I refuse. Is this a charm somehow? No, it is not. Is it a poison? <laughs> no. <laughs> 18. Is it necrotic? General magic. Wisdom saves <laughs> against magic. Uh, this... Gnome cunning. This is magic. <laughs> a lot of stuff is magic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a huge net. <laughs> uh, 14. 16? Okay. I'm gonna flash of genius bear to bring it to 19. Oh. Okay. Good to know. Or bear. Thank you. I got 18. 26. Yeah, wisdom, yeah. Mm -hmm. The cacophonous chords rumble around in the castle. They break the uh, stone gauntlets, but they do deafen uh, Beatrice and Selena. Bear and Avalon are fine. Wait, Selena was the highest. Sorry, uh, it only deafens B. Sorry, that's my bad. Oh, okay. I was thinking it was two people, okay. but then the Flash of Genius made, yeah. 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 So it's only B. Uh, technically, at the end of Beatrice's turn, Strahd is going to use a legendary action uh, to uh, move towards uh, Valen. 
this one of those magic moves? Correct. It is a legendary action, which does not provoke opportunity attacks. Pretty much most of his movement does not. Okay, good to know. Hmm. Uh, it is then Bear's turn. Okay, I'm going to do a corkscrew flip in the air and go fly right back at him again, but this time I'm going to hit him with uh, Sunforger, so I can't Great Weapon Master, but I will for sure hit him. So, Oh, wait, is he standing? He, he flew right up to somebody, didn't he? Uh, yes, he did. he's right by me. As I do my loop on the when I start to go up for my loopy loop, I'm gonna throw Sunforger twenty feet behind him so that it hits and it's gonna explode just him, and then I'm gonna flip around and pick it up and then fly into him and slam him with it two times. <laughs> so okay. he has to make oh a God. DC fifteen dexterity yes. saving throw. <laughs> Wait, so are you you're fireballing with the hammer first? Yes, okay. and then I'm retrieving it and then I'm yeah. hitting him with it. <laughs> sure. So let let's back up quick. No, let's do it. Let's just say all of that happened. <laughs> you wind up the hammer. So I need you to roll the fire damage on it. Because half quarter of that does damage to you as it lights in your hand. Wait, that never happened to me when the hammer did. It did, yeah. It's cursed. It did also oh. when you used it last. Oh. Well, there you go. Interesting. I just don't remember it, I guess. I mean, it was in close quarters, so lots of people got hurt, I think. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was only 19... Okay, so half of that is would be, what, nine, half of that, so you would get four fire. Okay. As you throw the hammer and it turns uh, into its fiery form, looking to fly past Strahd and then explode, Strahd puts out his hand and catches the top of the huh? hammer. The fire in it uh, extinguishes and so that it is a normal hammer again, and he looks uh, kind of through a volan and over to Bear generally speaking to the lot of you. And then he crushes the hammer, as he did with Sergei's original sword, until it is shattered pieces. Did he, like, make it come to him? Because I threw it 20 feet behind him. He made it come to him. Okay, alright. That's fucked up. <laughs> pieces. You were playing with cheap imitations. And then he releases his clawed hand, and there are just metal shards, and the hilt of it just clatters to the ground onto the chapel floor. My game. 